Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billah min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falamudillalah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى I'll begin by making you imagine since many of you have studied about his life, imagine Muhammad Ali, the boxer. Imagine him after a fight, actually much later after a fight, he receives his medal, his trophy, his belt, or whatever reward he's receiving for his top-notch achievements, for winning the competition, for being the best. Imagine him receiving his reward and try to put yourself in his shoes. How does it feel? Try to feel how he must have felt when he received his reward, his award for being the champion. And you know, they called him the greatest, but he said, no, Allah is the greatest. But still, he must have felt pretty good about himself when he received the award. So, I'm going to bring this back all the way at the end of my talk, inshallah. I'm going to talk to you about what we call the musabbihat. There are seven surahs in the Qur'an that start with a phrase like Subhanallah. One of them is actually the phrase Subhana. Subhanallahi asra bi'abdi. And then there's also the one I started reciting today. Sabbih ismi rabbik al-a'la. Sabbih means say subhanallah. And then there are also a few surahs that start with Sabbaha lillahi ma fi samawati wal ard or yusabbihu lillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard. And these surahs are revealed to bring comfort and support to the believers. The first of them that Muhammad وسلم, the Messenger of Allah received was Sabbihismarabbikal'ala. And he loved that surah. He recited it for Jumu'ah, he recited it for Eid, he recited it a lot. He loved that surah because it brings him support, it brings him comfort. Because subhanAllah, Allah is perfect. This world is not perfect. Allah is perfect and no matter what struggles we go through, Allah is still perfect. And when you remember Allah's perfection and how perfect He is, it helps you to calm down. It makes you feel more comfortable. It makes you feel at peace to remember about Allah's perfection. So that was the first one that He received, سَبِّحْ اسْمِ رَبِّكَ الْأَعْلَى The Messenger وسلم. The second one He received, He received at a time of great hardship. And that shows you that when you remember Allah is perfect, it doesn't matter what hardship you're going through. Allah make you feel 
at peace, feel better. And that is called Amul Huzn, the year of sadness, where Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, lost the love of his life. His wife Khadija anha, passed away that year. She had been supporting him for his whole life. She passed away. And if that's not enough, he also lost his uncle Abu Talib, who had taken care of him since eight years old. When, his, when he didn't have a father and his grandfather also passed away. Now Abu Talib, his uncle, passed away that same year as his wife Khadija anha. And soon after that is when Allah took his messenger وسلم, to a very special journey called Al-Isra wal miraj And that is when, during that journey, Allah took him from Mecca all the way to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa in Jerusalem, the place where Isa was sent as a messenger and many others. Allah took Muhammad to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and from there, Angel Jibreel took him up to meet Allah. Until he got to a place, Angel Jibreel said, I cannot go any further. If I go any further, my wings are going to burn. You go by yourself, Ya Muhammad. So Muhammad وسلم, he got to meet Allah. He didn't see Him directly, but he could hear Him. And Allah gave him two very important things. The first one of them is Salah. The second one of them is the last page of Surah Al-Baqarah, or the last two ayahs of Surah Al-Baqarah. And Salah is what we need to connect to Allah. What do we say in every sujood and what do we say in every ruku'? Subhan Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhan Rabbi Al-A'la. And you put your face down and you bow down to Allah. That gift of Salah, Muhammad received it Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after that year of great sadness, that year of great hardship. He received it going up to Allah, directly from Allah. He received the gift of Salah. And one of the things we do a lot in Salah is to say how perfect Allah is. Subhan Rabbi Al-A'la. Allah is so perfect. And when a person says that with their heart and they make an effort to feel comfortable, then for sure it relieves sadness, it relieves hardship, it makes you feel better. SubhanAllah. That is the gift Allah gave His Messenger. And SubhanAllah, the surah that talks about that journey starts by saying, Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi layla. Glory to Him who is so perfect and took his slave Muhammad at night from Al-Masjid Al-Haram to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. SubhanAllah. When you say SubhanAllah, it makes you feel more comfortable, especially if you realize that you're glorifying Allah who is perfect. Allah is perfect. Nothing can harm you if you're under the protection of Allah because Allah is perfect. SubhanAllah. So those hardships, this is what Allah taught His Messenger when He's going through hardship. Bow down to Allah. You are not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Only Allah is perfect. And so then, when the Muslims were going through a lot of hardship in Medina, 
They were being attacked. The whole city was being besieged. They were at threat of everybody being killed. And some of them actually thought everybody was going to be killed. Because the army outside the city, this is, very, this is hard to imagine. The army outside the city had three times more people, soldiers, than the people inside the city. Not the soldiers inside the city, the people inside the city. Men, women, children, old, all of them. All of them put together outside the city was three times more soldiers. Can you imagine if it was just us here? Surrounded by 300 soldiers around the school, ready to attack us and kill us all? Allah protect us. This is how they were. They thought it was going to be the end. It was around those times that Allah revealed more surahs that start with Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And those surahs, they tell the believers, you have nothing to worry about. Allah is perfect. Nothing can overcome Allah. And you know the story. They didn't even have to fight, barely at all. Allah sent a desert wind, a desert storm, and the entire army had to pack up and go home. After the Sahaba had built, had, they had dug a trench, so they couldn't come in anyway. And they stayed outside, and they couldn't fight. They couldn't come in and kill them, because there was a huge trench that they couldn't get across. And they stayed for a week outside, and then Allah sent this wind with sand, a sandstorm. And they couldn't stay there, so they packed up and left. Allah protected them. Azza wa Jal. Allah is perfect. And when you remember how perfect Allah is, he will make you feel at peace. He will make you feel comfortable. He will make you feel strong. Now, Surah Al-Isra, which talks about the journey of the Messenger to Allah to get Salah and to get the last two ayahs of Surah Al-Baqarah, that Surah, Surah Al-Isra, also talks about the Qur'an to make you strong and to purify you, and to even cure you from any harm. Cure from, cure can mean cure from a disease, and can also mean cure from harm. Cure from ill feelings. So, in Surah Al-Isra, Allah says, وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ From the Qur'an, some of what we send down of the Qur'an, وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين. From the Quran we have sent a shifa, a cure, and a rahma, a mercy for the believers. The Quran can give you that cure and that mercy to feel good, to feel happy, to feel comfortable with your life. And we know, I know the story, subhanAllah, they, a friend of mine told me the story. There, boy was a baby and fell at the restaurant onto a metal bar and there was a hole in his head he didn't bleed but the baby had a hole in his head like when the mom rubbed the head there was a hole there she could feel a hole in the bone so they went to the ER and on the way to the ER they're stressed out of course he's crying and crying and crying and they don't know what it is they can't be, maybe he's going to die because of this the entire way on the back seat, the mom is reciting and rubbing the head, reciting in Fatiha, reciting in Fatiha, rubbing the head. 
Once they got to the ER, the head was back to normal. The hole was gone. Allahu Akbar. Al-Fatiha has true power to cure. And the baby feel, felt better. The baby, the baby felt good. The Fatiha was able to cure him. That's how the Qur'an can help you, can make you feel better, can make you calm down, and can cure you. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله We thank Allah for guiding us and for providing us the guidance of the Qur'an and for providing us the Qur'an to help us, to cure us, to make us feel better, to help us out. Now let's go back to Muhammad Ali. Imagine him again. How he felt when he received his award, his trophy, his medal, or his belt for winning. Picture him. How did he feel? Did he feel good? The Qur'an can make you feel that good. The Qur'an can make you a champion. The Qur'an can make you feel like a champion. And you know how it is. Muhammad Ali, before he got his championship reward, he must have worked hard. He must have trained hard. It must not have been easy. For sure it wasn't easy. The Qur'an can make you a champion, but if you gave up as soon as it becomes hard a little bit, then you're not going to be a champion. You have to work hard for the Qur'an. And the Qur'an will make you a champion. The Qur'an will make you like Muhammad Ali. Allah says that the Qur'an has shifa and has rahmah. The Qur'an can make you the best. Subhanallah. So as you're going to spring break, and as we just barely have a month before Ramadan, crank it up to the next level. This is like Muhammad Ali. He's preparing for his competition. Maybe the last competition, the top notch, he's trying the finals. He knows the finals are coming up. He's going to train. He's going to prepare. He's going to do his best so that he wins the competition. He's not just going to do whatever he wants, play around and then come on the day of the competition. He's not going to win, right? Same thing for you. You want to be the champion? You're going to spend the spring break doing a lot of Qur'an, repeating Qur'an a lot. You can be the champion. The Qur'an can help you to be the champion. Do that during the spring break and do that all the way to Ramadan so that you can be the champion of Ramadan and reap all the rewards. For sure, Muhammad Ali knew that the rewards didn't come from people. Allah is the greatest, he said. The rewards came from Allah, he knew that. So, if you go to the Qur'an, is Allah not going to reward you? Can Allah, will Allah not make you a champion if you're a champion of the Qur'an? Now, if you find it hard, Allah gives you two rewards. If it's hard for you, Allah gives you two rewards. Do not give up just because it becomes hard a little bit. And I'll end off by mentioning that a couple things I have to mention. The first one, I said that the Qur'an is a shifa, is a cure. So let us make dua for the son of a friend of mine, who's 12 years old, his, no, his name is Uzair. He went through a surgery for his whole back. The surgery took hours. 
to get his back straightened up. And now he's been in pain, heavy pain. And they've done a lot of dua. The family did a lot of dua and the family found out that the dua actually worked. The surgery was supposed to work and bring the child to a percentage and the doctors were surprised. How did it get so much better after the surgery? Unusually better after the surgery. The nurses then, after a few days, the nurses said, how, how is he feeling so little pain? Normally he should feel even more pain because of the dua. So let's ask Allah to make him feel strong and painless very quickly. Ameen. And relieve him from all the pain that he's feeling after his surgery. Can you imagine 12-year-old still in the hospital? So, and keep him also in your dua. And the other thing that I need to mention to you is that you have the readathon coming up. And so, you can include the reading of the Quran as part of the readathon. Readathon means that whatever you read, you go around to people asking them to support the school. And I'll talk some more about that after the khutbah to make announcements on the details, inshallah. But this was part of the khutbah to, make, to encourage you to read more Quran and count the Quran as part of your reading log for readathon. To go around and tell people that this is how much Quran you're reading because you want to be a champion. Rabbana awzi'na an nashkura ni'matak allati an'amta alayna wa ala walidina wa an'amala salihan tardah wa adakhilna birahmatika fi ibadika salihin. Ameen. Which means, Ya Allah, push us to be thankful for your blessings that you have given us in our parents and to do righteous deeds to make you happy, that you are happy with. Ameen. And let us enter into Jannah with your mercy. Ameen. Ya Allah, make us strong people through the Qur'an. Make us champions through the Qur'an. Ameen. Make us among the ones who on the hereafter, they're champions because of the Qur'an. Ameen. And in this life, we are champions of gratitude to Allah because of the Qur'an. And champions of patience through hardship because of the Qur'an. Ameen. Allahumma ja'alna bil Qur'an inda al-jaza'i min al-fa'izin wa inda al-na'ma'i min al-shakirin wa inda al-bala'i min al-sabirin. Ameen. Wa salli Allahumma ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa aqimi salah.